Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Marcel. This is Sunday, November the 26th, 2023. Christ the King Sunday. The sermon is by Pastor Lynn Banderob. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Lisa Farley. Thank you to Dave and Janice Lasley for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. By the King of Kings, we will glorify the Lamb. We will glorify the Lord of Lords, who is the great I Am. Lord Jehovah reigns in majesty. We will bow before His throne. We will worship Him. We will worship him alone. He is Lord of heaven, Lord of earth. He is Lord of all who live. He is Lord above the universe. All praise to him we give. Hallelujah to the King of kings. Welcome to this Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday of the liturgical church year. We gather together, a beautiful snowfall has entered into our landscape, and you all made it, and you all get extra points for today. I'm noting who's here this morning. With that, let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You can find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, Forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. 
Let us sing our gathering song, Crown Him with Many Crowns, 855. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. I invite the congregation to please rise for the canticle of praise. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth.
Will you join with me in the prayer of the day for this Christ the King Day King Sunday? You'll find this in your celebrate insert. O God of power and might, your Son shows us the way of service, and in him we inherit the riches of your grace. Give us the wisdom to know what is right and the strength to serve the world you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The first reading is from Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 through 16 and 20 through 24. Pastor Lynn will be preaching on our Old Testament text from Ezekiel, and she would like you to listen and hear the abundant promises of God that Ezekiel proclaims. The reading. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep, and I will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses, and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken the word of the Lord. Psalm 95, beginning with refrain. Great ruler above all gods. 
sheep of God's hand. We are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. The second reading is from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, with the following preface. In this passage, God is praised for revealing ultimate divine power in raising Jesus from the dead. The resurrected, exalted Christ is Lord of both the church and the entire universe, now and in the age to come. The reading. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. I invite the congregation to please rise for the singing of the gospel acclamation. You'll find this on page 142. Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Please be seated for their gospel reading. Jesus said to the disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as, shepherd, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, that you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison 
and visited you. And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not care for you? And he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteousness into eternal life. The Gospel of our Lord. Well, good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Are you tired of leftovers yet? I think that's the best part of Thanksgiving, actually. You know, uh, back in March was the first time I had an opportunity, um, at least God gave me the opportunity, to preach on Ezekiel. And lo and behold, as we close out the church year, um, God delivers Ezekiel back to our doorstep again. So let's, uh, before we kind of dig into Ezekiel's words, um, let's pray on this. Lord God, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we just thank you that all have arrived safe and that we get home safe. But in this moment, Lord, you've placed a message on my heart and in my mind to share. And so may you be glorified in those words. Uh, use my tongue, but fill this holy space with your Holy Spirit as we hear your words of promise to each and every one of us. Open our hearts and minds, Lord, to hear your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just a quick reminder of who Ezekiel is. He is the um, prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah. And he gets carted away into exile with the rest of the Israelites uh, when Jerusalem falls to the Assyrians. And so really this is all about affirming God's reign over empires that do not hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so the entire book of Ezekiel, it's 40 some chapters long, 48 chapters long, and then the first 33 chapters, Ezekiel shares all the abominations the humans are doing in the earth. And it's R-rated, so I'll leave all the details out. You can certainly go, and I would encourage you to read it. Because it kind of sounds like 2023. And the evil that's going on. But then, from chapters 34 to 48, there's this kind of this crescendo of God's promises. So he's talked about all of this judgment and all of the things that the humans have been doing and all the evil that's been going on in the land. 
And then all of a sudden there's this crescendo. And I kind of get this image in my head of July 4th fireworks in that last 5, 10 minutes, right? When all those fireworks are going boom, 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 boom. And you just go, wow. And that's what chapter 34 is all about. When I look at a text, I look at the words, what's being repeated, what is being said over and over again. And then in chapter 34, the declarative statement, the promise of I will, shows up 47 times in 30-some verses. I will. And in just our piece of text that we're doing today, shows up 25 times. I will, I myself will, I shall. They're all the same in the Hebrew. They're declarative statements, absolute promises of God. 25 of them for us this morning. 47 in the the whole chapter. But why is Ezekiel talking about all of that? The first 10 verses kind of sets the stage, and so I want us to kind of hear those 10 verses. So as I dial in my bifocal. (laughs) The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the shepherds of Israel. Shepherds is used in place of king. It's a motif, a metaphor for king. So every time that you hear the word shepherd, put in the word king. Okay? Woe to the shepherds of Israel, to the kings of Israel, who only take care of themselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the courage, clothe yourselves with wool, and slaughter the choice animals But do you not take care of the flock? You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered Over all the mountains and on every hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. Therefore, you shepherds, you kings, hear the word of the Lord. Surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd and so has been plundered and become food for all the wild animals and because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds. I am against the kings. And I will hold them accountable for my flock. Against the shepherds and accountable for my flock. God is claiming whose are his. The evil ones aren't his. They've chosen to go a different path. 
but he's protecting my flock, he says. I will remove them from tending the flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths and it will no longer be food for them. God's done with evil kings, evil rulers and overlords. And he's sick at seeing what's happened to his sheep, to his flock, to us. Kind of reminds me of Matthew in chapter 20 when he says, so the last will be first and the first will be last. These kings thought they were first and they most certainly will be last. And then even in our text today in Matthew, that very final verse when he says, then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do to the one of the least of these, to the sheep, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. All seems dark, doesn't it? But there's something amazing that happens in the darkness, and that's the light of God. Last week we heard a text read from Zephaniah, and Zephaniah was also a prophet to the southern kingdom, and he was about a half a generation ahead of Ezekiel. And we heard these words. It was verse 15. The day will be, so he's talking about the judgment that's coming against the evil that have turned from God, have made a conscious decision to turn from God. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Yikes. But in our text today, Ezekiel says some similar words. In the second verse in our reading today, that Lisa read so beautifully, I will rescue them from all the places to which they have scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. Both texts said the words, on the day of clouds and thick darkness. There's hope in those words, folks, because two things are happening in the day of clouds and thick darkness. We are being rescued as God's faithful people, and judgment is coming against the evil. Evil is getting flushed out and judged, and we are being rescued. There's two things happening in that darkness. It's not darkness for us. It may appear that way, But God is within that darkness coming to rescue us. He says it 25 times in our scripture reading today. He declares it. It's an absolute promise. It's not an if or maybe or when I feel like it. It says I will. I shall. And it goes on in our text. It says I will feed them good, feed them with good pasture in mountains, heights of Israel shall be their pasture, there they shall lie down in good grazing land. I will make them lie down, he says in the next. Does that not remind you of a pretty famous psalm? Psalm 23, right? David's psalm, lie down in green pastures. God's proclaiming this word right here that that's what he's going to give us. He's going to give us rest in the pastures. Just as David said 
in his psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, my king. I shall not want. I won't need anything because God's going to provide it all. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's what it exactly says in this text. He's going to make me lie down. He's going to give me rest and say, get off your feet and relax for a bit. And he'll lead me by still waters. He'll restore my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, does that not sound like the clouds and the thick darkness? Doesn't it? I fear no evil, for you are with me. You are my rod and my staff. They comfort me. It was a revelation to me. I've always struggled with, how does a rod and a staff comfort me? I never got that until this week. All that seminary never taught me a darn thing about that. (laughs) It took preparing a servant and God whispering in my ear. He says, there's two things happening in the darkness, Lynn. You're being rescued and evil is being judged and taken out of the word. That's the rod and the staff, right? That's my take that God gave me as a revelation. That is one interpretation of what that means, that God is taking care of the evil in the world. We may not see it happening as fast and as way we want it, but it's happening and he's rescuing us. And I love this line. I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Mm. Those that have not hungered and thirst for righteousness are going to be fed now with justice. God's justice. Not the world justice, but God's justice. And he says, thus says the Lord to them. To them. The ones that have not chosen to be followers of God, to worship God, to put God first in our lives. That have chosen other idols to worship, the Baal worship that was going on during this time and continues to this day. He says, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. And my, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be ravaged. Amen to that, God. Then he says, I will set up over them one shepherd, one king, my servant David. We've got to remember, David's been dead for almost 500 years at this point. So how is he setting up David over the flock? Luke tells us. We'll hear these verses in the next couple of weeks during Advent. Luke chapter 1, verses 31 and 32. He's saying to Mary, You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father. That sounds like a king to me. The throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. 
I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David. God is setting up his one true king, his son. Isn't it amazing how we come to the end of the church year and we're praising and seeing the rays, the, the reign of our true king, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and it just tiptoes into our next season of Advent. The reign of Jesus started in the manger. And God's pointing us right to that. Look at the hope in that. Feel the hope in that. Drink that hope into your system and into your soul. The Messiah, Christ the King. In the book of Revelation, I wasn't going to go here, but God says, go there. (laughs) In the book of Revelation, um, as many weird teachings as there has been on that book, there is a cycle in Revelation, and it's cyclical. God's people are close to God, and this is a, a, a cycle that's all the way through the Old Testament and the New Testament, and it is true in our lives today. That we start out very faithful to God. And then there's a few things that kind of get in the way. Maybe a job. Maybe the bright, shiny new car. Maybe addictions. And it starts pulling us away from our relationship with God. And so we start to rebel a little bit. And then some people fall right off the ship. And they rebuke God. And they say, no way. I don't want that in my life. I, no, I don't want that. And turn their backs completely to God. God doesn't leave. God stays right with them. Just as he's staying with us. But we're recognizing that God is there. They're not. But God is with them. And so it comes up to this judgment point. And it's usually something that puts us flat on our knees or on our face and says, I'm here, you've done something wrong, but I'm still here and you can come back to me. And in the 11th hour, that promise is there. And so the cyclical pattern of being close to God, kind of moving away from God, having something happen that gets us attention on God. In this land, 9-11 was this attention grabber for us. Remember how full our churches were? God says, I'm there. I'm there to rescue you. But know that you need to put me first. It's so easy to get, and I'm speaking to myself and of myself. It's so easy to get pulled away from that relationship that something just sneaks up in there. That that hierarchy of God and then family and then career and all the other things. that Some things creep in to our relationship with God. And remember that first commandment, have no other gods. Keeping that first commandment is key. When we can keep that order, things go well. So there's a cyclical pattern, and we're in this cyclical pattern, I think, right now in our world. 
There's darkness in our world. But remember, this is the take-home message. When we find ourselves in the clouds, the day of the clouds in the thick darkness, I don't know when that will be. There's been many times in our history that there have been days of clouds and thick darkness. But there's two things happening. We're being rescued. God promises it. In every word of this book, he promises it. And oh my goodness, didn't he make it obvious in our reading today. I will feed them. I will rescue them. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen them. I will seek you, he says. And then the evil that did all of that, that created that situation will be judged by God. Not by earthly means, but by God. There's hope in those words, my friends. And it all started in the manger. Started before that, but for us, coming up into the season of Advent, as we wait for Christ to come once again, God is in the midst of all of that, orchestrating it all. And he's here to rescue us. I think of um, John chapter 1. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. God's light is always in the darkness. It will always shine a light on the evil, and his light will always be there to rescue us. For that we say thanks be to God. Amen.
Let us share in the affirmation of our faith. You'll find this in page 104 with the Nicene Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us turn our hearts to God, our breath and life. We pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. You'll find the prayers of intercessions on the back cover of your celebrate insert. Holy God, from Christ we receive our call to feed, clothe, and welcome. Direct your church to respond to this call with faithfulness and generous love. We pray for the work of the ELCA World Hunger and Partnerships with Global Feeding Ministries. Hear us, O oh God. In Christ, the rock of our salvation, we are brought into union with all of creation. With mountain seas, dry lands, and animals afield, we seek your guidance and protection. Hear us, O oh God. In Christ, we know merciful judgment. Guide rulers of every nation in ways of humble leadership and wise decision-making. Allow aid to come to all who are undeserved, underserved, and care for any who are neglected. Hear us, O oh God. In Christ, we feel the depth of your love and the care toward us. Nourish all who hunger, connect any who are isolated, and surround all who experience rejection and abuse. Lord, we pray for those who suffer in any way and seek your healing and wholeness and presence. We lift before you Deanna Owen, Ivan Eden, Ray Rickles, Jim Strickle, Linda Siebels, Teresa Engelbart, Kalinda Stadmuller, Sandy Jensen, Dick and Mary Meyer, Lynette Mork, Samantha Putz. Lord, I ask for you to surround the family of Larry Reddy, who is at the end of his life. Be with Brenda Smith, George Walter's niece, who is serving as a missionary. And we ask, Lord, that you continue to surround Aaron McAtee's family and others that we name in our hearts and are known unto you, O Lord, who suffer from pain. 
And Lord, we lift up our sons of this congregation who are in harm's way in a world, a world that is broken, a world with tyrants and evilness and dark clouds. We lift before you Ben and Trevor, Dustin and Spencer. Hear us, O God. In Christ, we are made the people of his pasture, inspired the outreach and social ministries of this congregation. We pray for all people who serve and attend to the needs of others. Hear us, O God. Holy God, in Christ, we are welcomed home. We praise you for the faithful witness of those who serve you and extend your welcome and the love to us. Unite us with them as one body in Christ. Hear us, O God. We offer our spoken prayers and those held in our hearts, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, so I'll invite our acolytes to come forward at this time. I invite the congregation to please rise as we bring our offerings forward at this time and sing praise and thanksgiving. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gather together in one by the Holy Spirit. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. A special thank you to Pastor Lynn for gracing us this morning with a very wonderful, wonderful message that we will take with us, that you are the light of Christ, to go out into the world that God never leaves you, but is always there with you every step of the way. I'd like to just share with you a couple of announcements. Uh, we have opportunities now to begin ordering a Christmas poinsettia, if you would like to do that. In honor of or in memory of, you can go ahead and uh, clip this out, and you can leave it in the offering plate or drop it by the office sometime. 
And so I want to share that with you. There are lots of opportunities uh, this coming Advent season to take in uh, the beauty of uh, the world around us and the nativity, street, uh, nativity and street scenes of Bethlehem with the bean farm. There's an opportunity to do that that's just coming right around the corner. The other thing I want to share with you is we need lectors uh, coming up for our Christmas Eve services at 7 o'clock. And then on Christmas Day, that's Monday, December 25th, and then Sunday, December 31st. If anyone would like to read at those services, you can sign up in the entrance way. And then, of course, we always are looking for bakers so that we can have time of fellowship after worship. And so there are some upcoming dates at the, uh, on December 17th, which is when we're going to be having our children's uh, uh, Christmas program. By the way, uh, Blake Schulte has written this spectacular Christmas pageant. Uh, I'm just, I'm warmed by that. And uh, all of the uh, family are gathering around and they're practicing. The kids are um, learning their songs and, and preparing for that. That's going to be absolutely wonderful. Thank you to our choirs and Barb and all the preparation that's taking place to get ready for this Christmas Eve. We've got lots of special uh, opportunities to hear uh, bells and, and choirs and, and such. So a wonderful time coming. The other thing I want to let you know is next week we're going to be graced with... Uh, uh, Pastor Deacon uh, Jody Schumann, who will be with us and meeting with our council and talking about our, um, uh, what am I trying to come up with? Constitution, thank you. <laughs> the, the last time we worked on the Constitution, believe it or not, was in 1990. Uh, we kind of need to bring it up to date. And so we need some wordsmithing going on. Anyway, she's going to come. Uh, bring us a message and then meet with our council who serves on that task force uh, to work on the Constitution. Thank you. Let's see, are there any other announcements we need to make? We're at the end of, uh, no, what was that? Food pantry. We need volunteers for the food pantry. Uh, this is a wonderful opportunity. We prayed for feeding those in need this morning. And so in the back, we have uh, sign up for the food pantry. It takes two people. It's on Mondays and Fridays. There is some heavy lifting involved, but you don't have to take the food to the client's car. That's their responsibility. But one of us has to read real well, and the other one has to carry the heavy box, and we pull from shelves, right? And it's just amazing. Uh, a great opportunity for families uh, to do this if they want to do it for uh, children to uh, be a part of that. The one thing you have to talk about with your children is confidentiality. Uh, there might be someone that you know, uh, and we just want to make sure that we respect their pride and their dignity, and so we don't say anything. And boy, you hear a lot of thank yous. So thank you for that. Anything else we have this morning that we want to share? Yes. Yes, we better talk about the giving tree. Uh, we have to have everything back by December 13th. Okay, so we did make that change. Uh, if you go into the social hall, there's the giving tree. You can grab an ornament, take it with you. The color signifies we have, I, I want to say, five families. Five families, 14 children, something like that. And so go ahead and grab that. If, you like to, if you're a techie person and you'd rather grab it off, uh, sign up Genius. Uh, they know how to do that. That's in here. Go to the website, and you can grab items off of there. There's no duplicates, 
So some of the ornaments uh, are on sign-up genus. Some of them, if you're like me and you've got to touch something and grab it and take it with you. Here's the thing. If you grab it off uh, sign-up genius, you need to uh, make your own little ornament, okay, uh, and, and put it on there. Don't have to wrap food, but, but we ask that uh, you wrap the, the, other, the other gifts. So, okay, food and cleaning supplies do not be... And confirmation students are helping with this project this year. So they're getting some service hours worked in. Wow, that's great. All right. Let us stand to receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. Let us sing our sending hymn 434. Serve the Lord. Be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A 729734, all rights reserved.